Hi, I'm St. Cloud Mayor Dave Kleist. Welcome to the Daily Update, an opportunity that I have uh, every day to give you an update of what's happening in the city of St. Cloud as it relates to the coronavirus or COVID-19, and it relates to the services that we continue to provide. And, and what's happening also, it's not just uh, an opportunity for me to speak. I try to bring in folks that uh, are uh, working, and I've had a number of folks uh, yesterday uh, uh, thank uh, Tracy Hodell for coming in and talking about uh, an upcoming public hearing. It'll be at the city council meeting on Monday, uh, dealing with the renewal of our agreement uh, with Excel uh, for our hydro plant, uh, which is uh, helpful uh, going forward, uh, considering uh, we're having some significant challenges budget-wise and having that agreement uh, finally uh, ratified and that the council hopefully uh, will uh, um, approve that on Monday night. If they do, then of course it goes to the PUC and we can uh, have that piece away. Uh, have some revenue coming in uh, through the Mississippi River through the energy generation that ha that has done for a long time. Uh, and uh, that will be helpful because in a lot of other areas, um, the, uh, the, the city's uh, budget, and we've talked about this on updates many times, are, are challenged uh, significantly. Uh, there's no doubt, uh, no different than uh, businesses and, and homeowners and everyone else. Uh, that are challenged economically uh, in light of all of the uh, the directives, the stay-at-home owner, as we as we heard yesterday from the from the governor, that that will be extended to the 18th of May. And uh, with that, uh, I know uh, as as a business owner myself, uh, who uh, is one of those businesses that is uh, not deemed as essential and is closed, and uh, and is one of those uh, that it's challenging, and it's challenging for every other business owner that I talk to, and for employees, and for workers, uh, folks in the community, uh, it's a very difficult aspect of things. So we're trying the best that we can. Um, at the local level uh, to help ease uh, that burden, especially on some of the businesses that we can. Uh, these are these are directives uh, from the state and uh, the guidelines. We continue. Uh, our role as a city is to uh, is to educate on the guidelines that come from the federal government, from the state. Uh, we do that education piece through the Minnesota uh, through our Department of Health, uh, Matt O'Brien, uh, and we do that also uh, through uh, help with businesses through economic development. Uh, Kathy Mihalich and our and her team also. So. Uh, we do what we can, uh, and, and one of those things, in fact, I'm going to, uh, uh, we're extending beyond, uh, based on uh, the governor's decision uh, yesterday, uh, parking permits. This is one of the things downtown, the, the permits, we've extended that. Uh, this will be the third extension that will take it out to um, the stay-at-home order, which uh, expires on the 18th of May, so that extension. Uh, for those permits that you had previously from the first quarter, uh, we'll just extend, uh, and the same thing goes for the the parking meters. Um, and that you know that's that's not designed to uh, you know to say that you know uh, it's free parking downtown. Uh, come on down. That we know that businesses are are shuttered, and we know that uh, because of that, we don't want to add additional burden. Uh, that is on those businesses. So the purpose of, uh, of not uh, uh, collecting those dollars and extending that is actually really to help out those businesses in, in small, way, small ways that we can. Uh, we're also in the, in the process of a continuation. We're working on the, you know, for those bars and, and restaurants that um, have a, a liquor license to, to prorate uh, that for the year. So, uh, and for those that have already uh, paid that, we're working on a, on a possibility to look at um, you know, refunding those those amounts. Uh, we're working with our finance. I've directed our folks to look at the ability uh, to do that. But clearly, going forward, we're prorating that. Um, there, you shouldn't be uh, adding that burden, especially in a time that you're not able to operate. Um, so we're doing everything we can at the city level to help us ease that burden um, and uh, working uh, with uh, folks that we can. So it's a challenging time, uh, and it's one of those uh, times that uh, we, we try to do what we can. The city uh, cities in the financialist aspect that we are also, as I've mentioned on these updates before, 
Uh, revenue, uh, we can control the spending. I put a hiring freeze. I uh, froze some major spending uh, projects, in, in including some of the, 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 the parts that are infrastructure and road uh, projects. Uh, we're down $10 million when it comes to uh, revenue. The expenditure part, we're, we put a freeze on early, in, actually, in this process. Um, and uh, so we'll, we won't, will not be hiring uh, folks at this point, uh, but we'll be working and trying to uh, do what we can. We're working with our federal folks. We've had many conversations with our folks at the federal and state level uh, and to look at, um, uh, especially uh, in light of the fact that uh, some of these revenue uh, sources that uh, as a regional center we rely on, we're, we're not going to, you know, transfer this burden onto the property tax owner as a regional center. But some of these regional uh, supports are the, the sales tax. Obviously, that is down. Food and beverage tax is down significantly. Hotel, motel, the user fees that the, that the user fees, which are not property tax supported at the River's Edge or at the Municipal Athletic Complex. So we're doing everything we can to help lessen that impact. Uh, one of the things that we do on a regular basis as we budget, we operate pretty lean. We don't, we don't fund things that are not part of those core services that you anticipate or expect, and that's public safety and infrastructure. Um, so we're, we're looking at areas that we can try to, to move folks around. Uh, there'll be people moving around from uh, that may be uh, in a position uh, to in doing something else that may be doing something completely different. Uh, you know, maybe they weren't mowing the parks, uh, but maybe doing that uh, very soon. In fact, I'll be, on a, I'll be on a mower myself. I grew up as a kid doing a lot of that mowing, so I'll be out mowing a park next week myself. But we're trying to figure out ways that we can be as creative as we can uh, and be very responsible with the dollars, especially since there's a significant reduction in that. But we're also making sure that we, we focus on public safety. We are not going to compromise when it comes to public safety and that critical infra infrastructure, sewer, water. And when it comes to some of those projects, uh, we're able to, uh, good news in this whole front, and on Monday the council will have an opportunity to approve uh, the 33rd. That's the road, the, one of the larger road projects that we're looking at doing. Uh, that's a, it's the second phase or another phase in, in the road in, uh, out, out by the new Tech High School. Uh, we're able to do that because the bids came in very favorable. Uh, we've actually lower over, over $400,000 lower than we anticipated when we bid that out. Uh, so that allows us to do that project with uh, sales tax from last year, a municipal state aid from last year, and not have to go uh, and in the bond market to borrow for that last piece. So we're able to move that forward, uh, fortunately, so we can continue that project. That's a, a significant uh, transportation artery uh, for us. And to complete that, uh, we're, we're very, uh, actually very appreciative of the fact that we can do that. So that'll be before the council on on Monday, and uh, we're still looking at the 25th Avenue project. Uh, we'll know more when the bids come back on that also, uh, seeing what we can do help also hopefully with help from uh, our federal folks and the state folks on some of those dollars that we send to St. Paul and Washington that we hope to get back. But here locally, um, you know, some sad uh, news, and I brought uh, Troy Fritz, who is with uh, one of the former uh, presidents of the St. Cloud Rotary, uh, and, uh, you know, somebody who has uh, been kind of the, uh, I think he's the, uh, Grand Poobah, at least of the entertainment, the music part. He's on the executive committee for the St. Cloud Rotary. Uh, what a tremendous partner the Rotary has been with the city of St. Cloud, uh, not only uh, putting uh, their own dollars about 1.6 million years ago uh, to renovate the park, Eastman Park, Lake George, uh, all of what you see there was really um, uh, the partnership that we had with the Rotary. They put a lot of private dollars into that, including the band shelter. Once they started a process of Summertime by George 10 years ago, this is the 10th year, um, and uh, sad news uh, today, uh, but you know, news that uh, and, and I'll have, I'll turn it over to Troy to explain uh, the decision that went into that. But it's a challenging decision. Uh, these are decisions that uh, you know you're hearing a lot of 
um, you know, difficult to be made. Uh, you know, one of my favorite activities, and I hear many people uh, in the summer, is those Wednesday nights. Uh, I look forward to those every Wednesday, but unfortunately, um, uh, that won't be the case this year, but it'll be back. So I'll turn it over to Troy, Troy Fritz, who is on the executive committee for the St. Cloud Rotary and uh, in charge of the bands and the entertainment piece, and uh, done a great job with that, uh, but some sad news today. Troy? Hi again, my name is Troy Fritz and I'm on the executive committee with uh, Summertime Bay George. I also serve as the entertainment chair and and today really is a sad day when we had to announce that uh, we're canceling the 2020 season of Summertime Bay George. This was to be our 10th anniversary season. Um, this year we were anticipating going over a million participants uh, at the event and so we didn't take this decision lightly. Uh, Wednesday our committee met uh, we've been in touch with Stearns County Emergency Services, Public Health, Centra Care of the State of Minnesota, um, and all types of people in the music and entertainment industry to come to this uh, decision. And what really drove the conversation and the decision was the fact of as we're trying to open our communities again, and you know the governor is doing his best to uh, make decisions, and we've got some delays in the stay-at-home uh, order. Uh, what's been driving it is is the question if phase one of opening is to allow groups of 10 together and phase two is to allow 50 or more together, um, how long will it take before we can get groups of 10,000 to 20,000 in a uh, fairly tight space in a safe manner? Um, and, and we took into account all types of people that are involved in our event. Um, you know, we, we look at all the all the fans that come to the event, and you know, again, we average about ten thousand a night. Um, we care about people. A large part of our population are folks that are um, in that high risk category. Um, a lot of aging folks, a lot of folks with other um, uh, underlying health issues. Uh, we also look at the bands and the sound people, um, and and putting them into an environment where they're in a tight quarters. Uh, wondering if even food vendors could uh, be serving food to uh, crowds or not. And then, of course, when you have an event that's ran by volunteers, the other question is, is if you built the event, can you get the volunteers to come? We have Rotarians who either themselves or family members have underlying health issues, and they have a genuine concern of con uh, contracting COVID and, um, and taking it home and jeopardizing the health and safety and lives of their, their family members. Uh, so on Wednesday, when we had this discussion, we kind of got to a conclusion of uh, we took a vote and decided that what was in the best interest for our community and the safest thing to do uh, was to cancel the event for 2020. And I'll have to tell you that uh, not only was it the, one of the most somber meetings I've ever been in, um, there were tears that were part of this. Um, and But the other thing that we look at is how do we come back stronger? How do we come back in 2021? We have a fantastic lineup uh, that we had for uh, 2020, and we didn't even make that announcement yet. Right now would be about the time we would do that. So I'm hoping that shortly we will actually do the announcement of what the lineup will be for 2021. We're going to count that as our 10th anniversary celebration. Um, but I really want to reach out and thank all of the sponsors that have been a part of this event as well. Um, many of them are struggling right now with the way the economy and, and this um, this crisis is hitting them and, and we need to respect their ability to sponsor our event and give them some room and latitude. They've been fantastic. We've talked to all of them. All of the entertainers that I talk to uh, completely understand. And if you can say a prayer for all of them, um, many of them are completely unemployed. 
They are independent contractors that are not performing right now, and they're not even sure when they're going to be able to get together and perform for crowds. Uh, it'll probably start in small venues and build from there. Um, but their optimism, their hope, and their uh, partnership with us has just been absolutely fantastic. So, um, uh, you know, when you see them and when you see them on Facebook during performing, spend time, watch them, and, th and thank them for what they're doing. Um, I'm a true believer we're all in this together. Uh, we didn't take this decision lightly. We care about the community, and anything we raise from Summertime by George goes right back into the community, whether it's for Pathways for Youth or, or whatever. Our Rotary Club is taking money, and we're putting it towards uh, PPE equipment. We're uh, providing meals for the emergency room uh, um, folks uh, next week. And so we're trying to stay engaged. We're trying to find ways that we can get involved. Um, but I want you to be confident to know that um, 2021, we're going to be back. We're going to be back strong, and we're going to help our community come back together and celebrate. And uh, we thank you for all you've done over the uh, nine years to support our event and make it a, a great success. And I want to thank the mayor and the city and Scott Slotnick with the park for their partnership as well. They've, uh, they've been a huge part of our success and law enforcement, emergency services folks, and all of our sponsors and, and vendors. Um, you know, we look forward to gathering with all of you again. So uh, please, everybody, keep your chin up. Uh, we're in this together. We'll, we'll you know, sacrifice together, but we'll come out the other end and we'll be stronger and we'll have some, uh, uh, some celebration ahead of us, okay? Thank you. Thanks, Troy. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, again, that's a, it's a sad deal. Uh, but uh, thank uh, all the folks that uh, put that on and give that up. And a free entertainment opportunity every Wednesday all summer. And uh, it'll be it'll be back. It'll be back bigger and stronger. And uh, you'll have the 10th anniversary uh, next year. Uh, there's still, you know, that's the thing. Uh, you know, I talked to a lot of musicians, a lot of those folks that are on your stage that uh, you've, you've uh, been able to bring out there. In fact, I know there a number of them are still trying to do a lot of things online and virtual. In fact, um, just uh, yesterday connected with uh, Justin Plouffe. I know they're doing a big benefit uh, concert, um, uh, actually going to be online, uh, and that's to benefit uh, Catholic charities in the food shelves. Uh, it's next Tuesday, so go on Facebook. I know that's um, it's going to partnership with, uh, I know, Pioneer, uh, Pioneer uh, Place on 5th and a lot of other folks that are partnering uh, with them. So I uh, look forward to that on Tuesday. James Claxon, I know, has got a concert tonight. If you go on Facebook, there's a lot of folks, uh, you know, these folks are just, uh, this is so for a lot of them, it's, you know, it's their career and it's challenging uh, time. So they're trying to figure out other ways to do this. And even in the midst of uh, losing their own revenue, they're out raising money for, you know, needy causes, especially, you know, the food shelf and the Catholic charities and such. So it's a, it's a really, uh, you know, these are salt of the earth, uh, really community partners already on, a, on in good times uh, and they step up even though they're hurting themselves and and I, I can't say enough about uh, folks that are willing to do that and all of you uh, this is a challenging time there's no there's not a person on this planet that isn't affected in some way um, so and the folks even affected are, are still stepping up uh, in the light of the your your announcement of we have announcement also today on, on Granite City Days uh, one of those uh, festivals a community festival brings people together uh, in in June and um, uh, we're, uh, you know, talking to our partners. There's a lot of, you know, Granite City Days is kind of a culmination of other other events that are in two of those legacy events, uh, one being the Lemonades Arts Fair at St. Cloud State University and the Liberty Block Party, um, you know, another concert uh, that's free and open that brings in some national acts. Uh, and talking in, in, in consultation with them, uh, we are um, we are postponing. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of the things, that, as, as mentioned before, it's really challenging uh, 
for concerts, especially this summer. If you look at the list of all um, of some of the things, uh, some of the concerts that are, are staples in Minnesota that just cannot take place uh, for the, a lot of the reasons that uh, Troy uh, talked about. And uh, so with, uh, with that not being able to take place, uh, Granite City Days uh, will not take place at the end of June. We are going to, uh, and I use the word postpone because we're, we've got some creative people in this community and we're trying to figure out a way uh, to do parts of it in a, in a way, uh, a unique way, and uh, using either whether it's a virtual uh, or some other ways that we can uh, we can move forward. Uh, so look for more information coming on that. But uh, what you would normally expect um, on uh, on that last weekend in June uh, will not take place on the, the last weekend in June. Granite City Days has uh, has been postponed and coming back in a little different way. Uh, hopefully, as we as we get uh, farther in and and made for the same decisions um, that. Uh, Troy's talked about. Uh, we have a lot of volunteers. In fact, all of Granite City days, uh, there there are no, you know, your your property tax aren't being paid uh, for that. That's a volunteer-driven uh, event. Uh, those are private donations that people give. And so, talking to those folks, um, and uh, you know, uh, we're, we're going to make sure um, that uh, we we do something uh, do something differently. Uh, but we can't add additional burden, as I talked before, uh, to folks that are already challenged in that way. So uh, that will be postponed. Uh, in consultation again with St. Cloud State University, the Liberty Block Party, and all of the other events that are around that. But we'll try to bring uh, portions of that back. It's still so important. It's important that we celebrate as a community. Uh, we're, we're in different times where we're trying to do that in a different way. Um, and as we continue to, to move forward, um, I, you know, I can't say enough of uh, the gratitude I have for folks that step up and are helping this community. Uh, the goal for everyone and everyone uh, it's thinking about other people and the safety of other people. And, and people have uh, gone above and beyond. It's what one of the things I love about this community, uh, that people do that, uh, not only in normal times, but even more so in extraordinary times that we're in. Uh, I'm often asked to, to give uh, an update. You hear the, um, the, the uh, governor's update earlier, and Commissioner Malcolm uh, talks about some number. I'm, I'm asked to always, you want to know what that is locally. Um, the numbers um, of cases here, Benton and Sher Sherburn and Stearns County, uh, an increase, um, in fact, a significant increase in Stearns County uh, now uh, confirmed cases 435, uh, Sherburne County 39, and in Benton County 21, uh, and unfortunately um, uh, one death uh, in our area in Benton County. So, um, but I, I, it's always important to also highlight 2,282 have recovered and no, no longer need quarantine. That's in the state. Um, and as the, as the numbers continue to, as the testing ramps up, uh, you're going to see those numbers. Uh, that was expected this week to see higher numbers because of an increased amount of testing uh, that's taking place. Uh, but uh, those are what's, uh, those are the numbers for the St. Cloud area. As always, you can go to our website to, to get all that information from the CDC, uh, from the federal folks, from the Minnesota Department of Health. Uh, go to the city's website, click on coronavirus, it clicks, clicks you to a page that gives you all that information. All the updates that I do on a daily basis uh, also are all um, uh, archived and uh, for the guests that I brought on, and, and those are there too. And also the numbers. Uh, locally, if you need to call the COVID-19 hotline, which is Stearns, Benton, and St. Cloud, uh, that is 877-ST-CLOUD. That's 877-782-5683. Uh, as always, um, you can call me also at home, 253-9535, or call me at my office, 255-7201. Uh, City Hall, uh, open, open, but a little, a little differently. It's not open uh, physically, but uh, all, everything you can do at City Hall, you can do online, or call the main switchboard, which is 255-7200. Uh, stay well. 
Uh, and also, oh, I, before before I uh, sign off, uh, I'll be having a virtual town hall meeting here uh, in about uh, 10 minutes or so at um, at 3:35. Uh, an opportunity for you to call in, email in, and we'll take your questions and talk a little bit uh, in that virtual town hall meeting. This is this will be the I think the 747th town hall meeting uh, that I've had. A little differently than the ones. I'm looking forward to being able to do those in person again uh, when that's a, when that's available. Uh, but this one will be virtual and both streaming here and on channel 181. Uh, but uh, stay healthy, stay well, and God bless you.